0: Hi, I'm Carrie, and I'm Diana, and you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we're talking
1: about The Hunger Games Trilogy by Suzanne Collins, plus the movies.
0: another one that's been on our list like since the inception of fiction kitchen <laughs> yeah how could it not be right it's the right i mean exactly <laughs> it's in the name yeah. yeah so i think we're both excited to talk about it but um we waited until now since um you know the second part of mocking jay is about to come out so it's very timely yeah. as well yeah but before we get into all that let's do tasty time tasty time so, Diana, what have you noticed around the fiction food universe these last couple of weeks?
1: Well, I wanted to uh, let you guys know about a cool wikia. Uh, it's actually, so it's it's wikia, it's in the wet recipes, the Recipes recipes wikia, um, and it's the food fiction portal. And um, actually, uh, New York Comic Con uh, is is passed uh, recently, but they had... It was the second year going that the food fiction wikia had a special food truck that um, had a few food items from uh, certain works of fiction, um, but people voted on... It was like they did brackets of popular fiction food, and, and then people voted on it, and then they were like... I think they ended up... Well, they had a a huge winner, and then um, they, like, also made the runners-up available to, uh, at the food truck. So, anyway, so it's just that really sounds cool. so fun! Yeah, that was the second year they did that. Um, but just regularly on the the Food Fiction Portal, uh, they have these polls where you can create menus, like fandom food menus, and this month it's the ultimate anime feast so you can vote on like foods well, whatever selection they have foods from like popular anime um so recently it was like create the ultimate gravity falls menu create the ultimate my little pony menu so yeah it's really oh,
0: fun yeah this seems yeah i'm on fun. the website now it's pretty cool yeah oh so okay and so, so at here's at the, the, the my little month, pony menu yeah. Island-sized pizza, horseshoe fries, marzipan mascarpone, <laughs> meringue madness, berry punch. Oh, this is so cute. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm going to spend some time perusing this. Is fun?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun idea uh, just to get involved, my like fans involved, and you can nominate, you know, you, what foods that you're thinking of. Oh, cool. I just clicked on the, the past uh, menu that was for the end of Legend of Korra, and... My dumplings. Oh, (laughs) you're actually on the site.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool.
1: Of course, it doesn't have my watermark on it.
0: So people don't know it's me. Ah, Someone erased your watermark. Yeah. What jerks. Okay, nobody go to the site. (laughs) Just just kidding. Well, (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. But.
1: Yeah, maybe I can just be like, "Hey,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah," because I did
1: a lot of core food or avatar um, foods. Anyway, yeah, so it's just a fun place um, and fun to participate. Like they have fantasy food battle and things like that. So, yeah, so we'll put the yeah. Link this is a there. lot of fun. Fiction, the food fiction portal of the recipes wikia. Yeah. All right. So, what is your tasty time?
0: Um, Yeah, well, thanks for sharing that, because like I said, I'm going to be checking it out. Um, My tasty time is, at the time of this recording, you know, just to pull back the, you know, curtain or whatever, um, it's Halloween, so happy Halloween, everyone. But um, another um, holiday that just passed is Kurwa Chot, which is the um, Hindu holiday, which we talked about on our Diwali episode. And this is pretty funny because, like, I didn't know that much about it before our Dewali episode, but, like, I have a lot of, um like, Indian friends on social media, and then, like, I follow a lot of Indian food blogs, and so I'm sure this has come up in the past, but I just, it just kind of blew past me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just, like, you know, when you become familiar with something, it starts, like, popping up all over the place. Like, this year, I'm like, oh, it's here, it's here, this person's talking about it, blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah, I'm sure they were talking about it in the past, but I just wasn't paying attention. But anyway, just to, like, you know, um, for anyone who's not familiar, in which we weren't, I don't think, until this year. Um, but it's the holiday where wives will fast all day for the long lives of their husbands. And, um, you know, like, in the morning, it's traditional to eat, like, um... You know, you get up in the wee hours and eat breakfast and mostly, like, fruit and nuts and that type of thing. And then when you open fast, it's like a little, you know, like with any celebration, there's going to be nice sweets.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And
0: so I wanted to share um, an Indian food blog that I really love and that I've cooked a lot from, which is called Sinfully Spicy. So she's got a website, um, but also, like, I follow her on Instagram because she posts there a lot more frequently, and for Curlwood Choate, she's got some, like, cashew ladu, which look really good, but, um, all her recipes are fantastic, and what I love about her in particular is her photography is gorgeous, like, I love it, and it's, like, got that dark, moody aesthetic that, um, like, I'm really partial to, um, so yeah, like, come for the food, stay for the photography. righty, so shall we get into the Hunger Games? The Hungry Games. The Hungry Games. May the odds be ever in your favor. Flavor. (laughs) Oh, I
1: like it! If it's the Hungry Games, yeah. The Hungry Games. May the foods be ever in your flavor. I don't know. Well, not the flavor of you. I mean, not Mm -hmm. you personally, but anyway. If they were people-flavored, I don't know. (laughs) There might be a delicacy in the capital. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Everything else is. Oh my gosh. It's we're only talking about cannibalism because it's Halloween.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't normally talk about cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the Hunger Games. Um how did you get into the Hunger Games? Well, so
1: uh I read it I read the trilogy back in like the beginning of two thousand eleven and uh I I delved into it because several acquaintances and friends or maybe not several but I, like a few um like they would they made comments on Facebook or something like oh i just finished reading this really good and a couple of people that i didn't peg as either readers or like people who would like young adult books and so I, it made me intrigued cuz like oh well if this person enjoyed it i like yeah like I'm this like, isn't your normal jam yeah. but yeah you
0: like
1: it so uh so yeah so i read them like back to back um, that was like, I, I don't read uh, digital books often, um, but I I read those on my iPad and then I, I was like, whoa, these books. And so then I went ahead and like bought the hardcover box set just to like, <laughs> to have, and then my husband actually, and then he read them. he's, he's, I mean, he can read, but <laughs> he's not like a reader. I mean, he loves like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and stuff, but he doesn't read uh, often,
0: yeah. and
1: so. But he picked them up and and read them and enjoyed them. Oh, that's um, cool! And, and so I was like, "Yeah, cool." Like we read some of the same books, <laughs> but he also read all the Narnia books too, which was I'm really proud of him for that. Aww, too.
0: <laughs> anyway, my husband doesn't read at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there's there are um,
0: statistics. It's
1: like, uh, like adolescent boys. Read, but then at a certain point, they—it's the the females that take over the the large statistic of being readers, and Uh, and the boys kind of fall to the wayside. I don't know what the statistic is, but I read some science about (laughs) (laughs) science. Science, anyway.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. More guys should read. Yeah. Uh, Anyway yeah we- <laughs> um
1: so yeah so i'm right now I'm looking at my this is my the very first blog post for my youth book blog that i i i think i've i don't know if I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but this is what how I started blogging was about youth books uh and then but then my post kind of turned towards the food in the books and so then I started the food blog because I was like oh my gosh this is like (laughs) all my thoughts now are about me and so um but anyway so yeah reading the Hunger Games trilogy uh in in part kind of prompted me to start a youth book blog and and so I'm rereading it because I read them such a long time ago it's like what did I think about the books like I I only read my blog (laughs) posts um and so, yeah, so apparently the the first person point of view uh in of the writing um it kind of it took me a little bit to really get into get comfortable mm-hmm. with um but then but then it was perfect like i I really like first person point of views um if if they're done well because it really makes the pace clip along i think mm-hmm. and it and it's just more concise and streamlined I feel like, so there's not really a lot of Extra, you know, um, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Extra tedious. There we go. I'm like it begins with a T. <laughs> um, yeah. There's not really a lot of tedious uh, description or um, things to get through if it's first person point of view. And so, and I really like that kind of writing. That just like let's bam, let's get to the story. Yeah. And, you
0: know. And this is yeah. They they definitely are like fast-moving books. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the personality of Kat- Katniss, of course, she's not very, like, flowery with words. Right. Or, <laughs> you know, very... so even her internal dialogue is just, Matter like, of fact, to the This point. and this, yeah. yeah, and I I love it. Um, yeah, and so when I was writing a little bit about my feelings about the book, it was, it was um, like, I was like, can I actually say I loved it? Because it's about, like, kids dying, so... <laughs> <laughs> but I do, like, after the, the feeling I had after reading the books, it's like, yes, I do love the books because of the great story and the great writing. Like, you don't have to love the...
0: Well, you don't have to content. love the subject content. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's but, a so, lot of, like, <laughs> wonderful books about, like, actual war. And, yeah, just loving, yeah. like, the, so, the way the story's told doesn't mean, you know...
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like, I yeah, I love the the way... That Suzanne Collins made the story and and her style, like her writing style, is awesome. Um, yeah, and so, so yes, <laughs> <laughs> two thumbs up, <laughs> and my and my big toes. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So, what is your experience? Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. Similar to you, like I read all three books at once and loved them. Um, but the reason I read them is I had been hearing they were good. For a while, and I can't remember like from who specifically, but I just kept hearing buzz about them. So I'm like, okay, I'll get around to these books eventually. Um, And then they started filming the movie, and which was filmed in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. and actually, like parts of it were filmed right downtown. And I was working in downtown Charlotte at the time, and so um, like I think the Capitol scenes and stuff were filmed there. Um, but again, like, at the time, I wasn't that familiar, so I just knew they were filming a movie, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, but then, like, between the time they were filming and the time the movie came out, mm-hmm. I read the books, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited about these. I wish I had known, yeah. like, when they were actually filming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, like, I read them, um... um these were the first books I read um, on the best Christmas gift my husband has ever given me, my Kindle. Kindle. <laughs> because I love, yeah, I love just reading digital books. But, um, yeah, so, like, I got this Kindle for Christmas. I went to the Amazon store, and I'm like, oh, these books seem to be popular. Um, <laughs> so I got the first one, and I loved it. So I tore through the rest yeah. of the trilogy. Um, yeah, so that's how I got into it. So this kind of tells a little about our our personalities is
1: that (laughs) you love digital books and yeah and I like
0: even though I had already read the books I went ahead and bought like the hardcover (laughs) boxes it really does because like I mean I have gotten rid of books because I'm like I love this book but the print is so small and crappy like if I read it again I'll want to get a (laughs) digital copy well but also yeah so like, like
1: to have clutter and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm like immersed in, clutter. <laughs> I'm not a hoarder guys, but I have this thing where it's like, I got to collect stuff and like, look at
0: it. I know. Which I is, shouldn't admit that. It's probably like... That's nice, though, because, like, yeah, if you notice in our pictures, like, even my family has mentioned this, they're like, your pictures are fine, but Diana's are so cute because they Oh, always my gosh, have, really? Like, yes, they <laughs> love yours because you've always got, like, little figurines and books and stuff in yours, and, yeah, yours are adorable, and mine's like a bowl on the table by itself. But,
1: see, I yeah. yours <laughs> appeal to me because it's just, yeah, very, because of the simple, it's like simple, elegant like <laughs> so I like sometimes I look at my stuff and I'm like oh my gosh why do I love this stuff but well, it is that, nice that, that I actually cool that like, yeah, now we're different but we
0: can appreciate each other's style <laughs> yeah. yeah well your
1: family appreciates my style anyway <laughs> no I love your
0: style <laughs> I'm just joking Jeez. but no I just wanted yeah they, it's cause
1: your kids want my toys
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like that's part of it like because of kids like it's yeah, a I constant a battle toys. to keep the clutter down, yeah <laughs> so, just so much yes, crap totally understand, but anyway, yes, the hunger games <laughs> i really I really love these um books, and, um, I really love the movies, too, although confession, I haven't seen the first part of um Mocking yet, I'm gonna watch it right before the the second part comes out, so yeah, so that
1: to together, yeah.
0: yeah, but like you know, Jennifer Lawrence is awesome, and oh
1: my gosh, her acting is just, yeah. Very incredible. hmm Yeah, and That's actually, an understatement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, like, and another thing about the books, too, I wanted to mention is, like, I know you're, like, super into YA. I have started reading more YA, but I didn't at the time. And I think, like, when I read The Hunger Games, like, I had come off of, like, just... Or just come off of trying to read Twilight, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I couldn't even get through the first book. It was terrible. Yeah, I, and I have so, not uh, made
1: uh, that journey yet.
0: <laughs> oh, don't. I, I mean, I don't think I ever will. Just so. don't go there. Yeah, like, it's just so badly written. And so, like, But, but it's Games okay was, like, for those
1: who love it. Like, that's
0: why we okay. have all these
1: different kinds of books. It's so, i uh, I'm um, not judging.
0: something for everyone, right? <laughs> I'm not judging you. Because, like, honestly, I like. Yeah, like, if you're into Twilight or whatever. Because, like, I like the story. I liked the one movie I've seen. Um, you know, but just sorry, the writing style is terrible. And so, like when I when yeah. I read The Hunger Games, it was like refreshing because it's like well written and a cool like, yeah, neat story. So, yeah,
1: yeah, and I've yeah, cause I so yes, books and it's like it's kind of like food, like that authors they all have their own styles, and so it's like if you like. You know, like, if you like Indian food, you know, you're going to... Anyway, it's like... (laughs) What am I trying to say? (laughs) I'm not trying to force this analogy. It really just came up... It it really is natural in my head. (laughs) But, like, yeah. Different tastes for different people. So, like, yeah. You're going to go to this restaurant because you like this kind of food. Yeah, so if you like McDonald's, you might like 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 Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, like, Suzanne Collins' style, I love, um, the first time I realized that I like this kind of, the pacing and the, like, very matter-of-fact kind of, like, no-nonsense writing was when I was reading, um, uh, uh, some of the Elric stories by Michael Moorcock. Uh, like, that was as a teen, and I really, that's when I realized that, yeah, that kind of concise, non, non-flowery, non yeah, and very controlled, I guess that's also another... Like, her writing style is very controlled and very, like, meaningful. It doesn't wander off or pander to, like, oh, let's get to a hot tot scene or whatever. Like... Yeah. That's... Anyway.
0: But even though it's not, like, flowery, like, she does, like, a great job at, like, world building, I feel like. Yes. Because, yeah, like, it is totally different and, like... she she does a great job of kind of creating the atmosphere
1: yeah yeah and very and you know certain and there are there is like a a poetic poeticism poeticness (laughs) poetry (laughs) in it as well in in the simplicity of like and some of the very like direct um dialogue of people and and Katniss's observations and feelings like they're yeah it's it's good prose yeah Mm So let's talk a little bit about some of the inspiration or potential inspiration for the 100 Games.
0: So, So, yeah.
1: Yes, go. (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: I was just going to say, like, we all know, like, the the kind of basis for it and where she got the idea was, like, you know, kind of a mashup of reality TV and war, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of interesting because... Like, it's stuff we deal with here in our world, like, on a day-to-day basis. And, um, just kind of taking that to its, like, logical conclusion, I guess. Like, just kind of seeing where it would go. hmm So, and I think it works really well in the story because, like, I, I feel like the reality TV aspects help, help it from getting dragged down. But they almost add, like, a depth to the, like sadness and grossness of it all because by making something so horrible so like flashy and like cool looking it just makes it worse <laughs> you know what i
1: mean yeah and also like you're like, not even
0: taking it seriously
1: yeah well and as i was watching so i didn't reread the books for in preparation for the podcast but i watched the three movies that are out now mm-hmm. um yeah and it struck me like the scenes with the game makers and like they they know that the hunger, like, they've created the arena and everything. They know the kids are in there, but they're still watching it on a screen, you know, in the comfort of their yes Yeah, so they're still somewhat room. Re- removed yeah. from it. And they're like, oh, okay, just, like, make this tree fall, or, like, send some fireballs, or, you know, let's make these terrible mutations, like, these... Anyway, yeah, it's like, bring, and they're all just, okay, da-da-da. Zoo, like, yeah and like what and would making them appear
0: what would look cool and be entertaining and yeah, you know, get these people into the position we need them in and not even thinking about how it like actually, that, that, that it's a reality yeah. yeah so
1: there's like this so i yeah there's like this desensitization or like disconnect mm-hmm. from reality like from the reality of the situation and it could be said like oh they're just so terrible <laughs> like they like they're so evil that they just don't care or whatever, but I mean, I I feel like in the books show it um, to an extent that like the people in the capital, it's not that they're evil people. I mean, some of them are, you know, no, mean, they're they all seem, human. So they
0: seem like perfectly nice people. A lot of them,
1: they yeah. just don't
0: like grasp the gravity of the situation. Exactly, yeah. it's
1: kind of like a yeah, as a society, they're kind of clueless or like a blinded, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and we see that in some of the, yeah, more innocent people that we meet that are kind of frivolous and, but they're, yeah, they're not bad people or they just haven't realized or like made the connection to the harsh reality of things. And they're so sheltered too. And so, but yeah, so they view everything like on the screen and, and in these like pomp and circumstance, like events and things. So, so I just thought that was interesting. I mean, if if it is a commentary on reality TV, or maybe even
0: like us in general, maybe just, even the news, like yeah. you could
1: see it, like things happen on the news, and it's it's like it's just a story, or it's yeah. just like, something oh, that we're seeing remotely. That's yeah. terrible, and you get on with your life. <laughs> you yeah,
0: know?
1: yeah. So so anyway, so I just kind of brought up like that was interesting, and and even like YouTube videos, it, and like with the. Uh oh my gosh, there we go—the ice bucket challenge. So, oh. <laughs> but um, like there were YouTube uh, compilations of like ice bucket challenges gone awry, and like, yeah,
0: I, like a couple people died in like freak accidents and stuff. Well, oh my gosh, like I did—I didn't know about people dying, but like, like but someone it's like, electrocuted themselves or something. Oh
1: my goodness! Yeah. But, yeah, so it's, like, um, these, there are these compilation videos, and it's, like, for humor. Like, ho oh, ho, look at how these people totally messed up. Like, total ice bucket fail. And But I'm looking at it, like, some, someone was showing me, and I'm, like, and they're laughing, and I'm, like, what? but they probably ended up in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. like Yeah. They, <laughs> like, that... like,
0: what's funny about that? Yeah. yeah, and so, but
1: it's, yeah, but there's that disconnect that we, we're just... Because we're not there in person. And so we we know it's real. Part of us knows it's real. But then, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So those are just some thoughts that I had. So. Yeah. So it is an interesting commentary about um, that. And the extent that we are disconnected, I guess, Mm -hmm. when things like that happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And actually, like, the whole the whole premise of, like, the Hunger Games, making kids fight each other, is a way to keep everyone under control. Um, mm-hmm. That part, I don't buy that much, as because it seems like, you know, if they want everybody under control, like, they've got it pretty much under control in general. Um, and that, you know, fighting kids against each other would make everyone really mad and want to rebel, which they do end up doing, you know? So that part of it like didn't make a lot of sense to me but like i'm very good at (laughs) getting over things i don't think are quite logical and then like enjoying the rest of the story but like just for like a recent example like we know all this terrible stuff that's going on in syria um but you know a lot of people didn't perk up until that poor baby you know um so like you can put a put a face on um you know, the actual people. So it kind of feels like, you know, by getting to know these people, that are actually going to be fighting each other to the death. Um, it it makes, like, the, the hardships they're going through worse. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, like, making people pay more attention. Um, but maybe, saw... like, maybe it's the reality TV aspect of it that does make it, like, less real.
1: So it's interesting uh, in ancient Greece that, um, there were there, there were child sacrifices. Um, so, I mean, and they did that to appease the gods because they relied, or you know, in their uh, ideology, they relied on the gods to preserve them and, and their um, their land and their their life, basically. Um, and so they would willingly sacrifice their children. Um, even babies at times um, to the gods and so I I, it might be kind of hard to believe you know that the that the the grown ups and the the parents would allow or you know would be so um, docile I guess for 74, 75 years Mm -hmm. in that kind of situation with the the capital um, taking tributes Um, but like in our world's real history like parents even willingly gave up their kids in order to, to have, um, I mean, they didn't even, the God, you know, the gods weren't even physically in front of them and they still did that. And so I think some, perhaps the mentality in the Hunger Games world, you know, is that the capital, they're, they're kind of godlike. I mean, they, they have set themselves up and they... I mean, I guess they, but that's the thing, is they don't really provide anything <laughs> except structure and terribleness. Yeah. <laughs> but but so I guess, it, is like, you know, it's not fear. Yeah. Not sacrificing it, it
0: for, yeah, not sacrificing it to, like, receive things, but, you know, sacrificing to, keep, to not
1: be killed. To keep yeah.
0: terror from raining down on them. To not yeah. be
1: bombed, yeah. So, so anyway, so, so I just thought that was interesting that, you know, even. So I guess that was also fear, though, that if if they didn't sacrifice their children, I mean, in, in Greek um, history, that the maybe the gods would, you know, uh, yeah, destroy them. And so, so anyway, so it, like I kind of made that comparison, but but yeah, it is interesting. It's like how as a parents, like how can you stand for that? How could you? But I guess it's just as a as a district or as a. I mean, the capital, I guess, is it, you know, it's its own district, (laughs) but that they have all this power of, like, firepower, you know, um, arms and everything, that Mm -hmm. they could have just bombed and wiped everybody out if they didn't comply, so I guess that's what the parents were afraid of, and yes, and so, but yeah, more Greek, Greekness, Um, Suzanne Collins did officially say that um, the story of the Minotaur, of Theseus and the Minotaur, was a big influence Um, in The Hunger Games and inspiration for that.
0: Yeah, so why don't you remind us of that story because I'm a little rusty on my (laughs) Greek mythology.
1: Well, um, just a little quote from an interview that she gave um, to the New York Times, or excuse me, to the the News Times. Um, She says, a significant influence would have to be the Greek myth of Theseus and the Minotaur uh, the myth tells how, in punishment for past deeds, Athens periodically had to send seven youths and seven maidens to Crete, where they were thrown in the labyrinth and devoured by the monstrous Minotaur. Uh, so, so yeah, and so we learned that in the Hunger Games, in that world, that the capital is doing the tributes in the Hunger Games to punish the districts mm-hmm. because of their rebellion um, 75, 74 years ago. Uh, and so that was, so that's just like in the this Greek myth, that Athens, for their punishment, they had to send in send children um, as tributes. But there, but that wasn't like a fight to the death of all but one. That was just to like totally yeah, sacrifice them to be food for by monster. And a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Th- but then Theseus he volunteered to go. In order to kill the Minotaur and completely stop,
0: the, yeah, and stop the that process, you know, yeah, terrible tradition sacrifice. from
1: continuing. Yeah, so but that's something that that is so human and just so real about Katniss. She she's always. Like she volunteered not because she's like, I am going to put a stop to this. She's she's like, No, it I she only did it for her sister.
0: Yeah. Like, like she she's never she's, like the the stereotypical hero, you know? Like she yeah, she does, she does heroic things yeah. but and her motivations are very noble, but she's not like you know, I'm going to avenge this whole thing and, you know, stop everyone and blah, blah, blah. It's like she she's doing it, like, from a survivalist mentality, but, you know, standing up for the people she cares about. Yeah, and even though she's
1: very taciturn or, you know, not expressive, uh, generally speaking, um, and wordsy and all this, she is, you can tell that she has such a depth of love and care for those who she... Has attached herself to like for Prim and for Peta and you know that she and that's what drives her and and like watching the movies again like that she she very much has that she the, the desire to help people but it's like if it's an individual in front of her and she sees that they need help like that that becomes her drive for that moment mm-hmm. like. And I, I just think that is so. She's, she's a very simple person in that way, like very streamlined and very, like she's in the moment. And, and I th- just think that's really awesome. Like, it's very believable. It's very. She's a very authentic character.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think another thing, like that, I really like about the way she's written is that, um, they allow her to feel all these terrible things that are happening you know she doesn't Mm -hmm. become this like heartless warrior like it gets really dark you know she's got some major ptsd and like you know a great portion of the third book she spends like in a dark corner rocking basically Mm -hmm. you know and um so it, it she's very real in that way as as well you know she's not this like heroic warrior she's like a real person
1: yeah yeah, she okay. does. Well, I mean, yeah, she is like, a heroic warrior, <laughs> but you know yeah. what I mean. You know, but she, yeah, she's, she's not, not like glistening she's... teeth and like <laughs> smile. You know, like perfect hair or whatever. Yeah, she's she does what needs to be done in the moment, and and yeah, she has dark times, and and that's it's okay. Yeah, I love that. It's it's she is who she is and what she is, and she allowed, like she, she is allowed to have the moments take her and yeah, she's not glamorized or, and I think that's, there is that contrast too. It's that the capital does glamorize things Mm -hmm. and, and that's even kind of a, a comment on common storytelling. It's, you know, that things are kind of glamorized, but it's, no, like, let's be real. Like, I love that she has her hair tied back. Like, she's all she always has a braid or something. Like, it's, it bothers me so much. Like, I have long hair. I have hair that goes down to my bum. Like, yeah,
0: that stuff gets in the way, people.
1: <laughs> yeah, it bothers me so much. I, Wonder Woman, she's awesome, but honey, she would tie her hair back. I know. I she's a warrior. She would tie her hair back. TV well, doctors
0: always yeah. have their hair down... That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> or, like, or cook it. It's, like... Yeah, cooking cook shows. Back, like. That's, like, my, yeah, my, like, you know, battle costume for the kitchen. I put on my apron and I pull my hair up. Yeah. And let's get going, people. So, yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: even, like, cooking or doing crafts or, like, whatever, like, even, um... <laughs> Violet Baudelaire, like when she's thinking really hard, like coming up with a, a plan, she like ties her hair back. That's from uh, Lemony Snicket's unfortunate <laughs> events. But it's like doing those things with women, we tie our hair back in battle? Heck yeah! I mean, Brienne of Tarth, she has short hair, so it's like go for short hair or put it up. Like in the military, the women, they have to put their hair up. And it's like come on, Hollywood, or like people, it's People who are creating stories, please let the women put their hair up. <laughs> if you want them to survive, they need to be able to see what they're doing. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so that was just something that I appreciated. And in the movies that they kept it, you know, that she, when she's in action, her hair is up, you know, in a braid. Yeah. And that even became a symbol, her, you know, her hairstyle. And even in the Capitol... Yeah, they're, like, the capital, they, yeah, they, like, like the Mockingjay um, became a fashion and the hairstyle became a fashion.
0: Yeah, I really loved that. And yeah. But could... they
1: didn't re- understand the deep, I mean, some of them did understand the Yeah, deep they didn't running. understand the symbolism, but they're. Yeah, most of them didn't, yeah. But
0: they're, like, perpetuating it, you know, without even knowing. But
1: Snow noticed. Oh, and yeah. And was, like, you know. Let's put a stop to that. (laughs) But uh, as an understatement. (laughs) But yeah. Um, Oh, and that's something that I loved about Effie. That she... Like, when the quarter quell came, and she was like, we need a token. Like, Katniss has her gold Mockingjay pin, and I'll have my gold hair. And then she got a couple of things for Haymitch and Peeta. But it's like how like that was her way i really enjoyed seeing her progression
0: yes because yeah effie's one of my favorite heart yeah. effie trinket is one of my favorite characters yeah because she yeah. does start off just like just as ridiculous as like most of the people from the Capitol, you know but she she does end up very like yeah um emotionally involved in in Katniss's whole journey. And yeah, also, we, we like, those those, heart, yeah. those symbols, you know, and those little trinkets that she came up with, um, like, turn out to be super helpful because that's how they mm-hmm. identify allies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that was a scene that was not in the movie, but I remember in the books, was, um, when Pl- Plutarch Heavensby, um uh, when Katniss first meets him, and they're, like, dancing at a capital, um, One of the many capital celebrations and the feasts, Um, and of course, you know he's the new game maker, and so she's like, "Like I hate you," but we later—well, spoiler—I guess we later find out that he is part of—he's an integral part of um, the resistance or the rebellion. Um, But he shows her—I can't remember what it is. I think it's a watch that has the Mockingjay on it. Um, but he, but he tells her that it's become very fashionable in the capital and, you know, um, that a lot of people are sporting that kind of thing, but it's also his way. He, I, he was probably hoping that she would realize right. that he <laughs> is not evil. <laughs> um, but she totally yeah, does But then later we can, we make the connection hint later. To her, but, yeah. Yeah. an yeah, yeah. ally. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, okay. So we mentioned the Greek uh, mythology about Perseus or Theseus, sorry, <laughs> one of those us- yeses, Theseus and the Minotaur. Um, but what what else? So there was also a contr- uh, there was a controversy um, about possible inspiration.
0: Yeah, that is you know, exactly yeah. like Battle Royale. <laughs> Battle Royale. Which is this... Tell us. Yes, this, like, cult Japanese movie that I saw back in college for the first time, and I've watched it once since then, and I love it. It's, like, um, these... The premise is different because it's, like, these um, school kids that are acting up, so their teacher decides to take them to an island and let them fight each other to the death. Um, Yeah, and it's very... And it's not just that. There's, like, a lot of similarities between that and the Hunger Games in that, like, they're made to wear these collars um, to kind of track them. And so, like, in the Mm -hmm. Hunger Games, they have these, like, um, like tracking chips in their arms or whatever. Um, And then, you know, some of the rules of the game... um, Like, when when they set the kids out, you know, they give them these backpacks. And so, some of them have, like, weapons in them. And some of them have, like, frying pans (laughs) and stuff like that. (laughs) Which,
1: according to Disney's Rapunzel, that can also be a weapon.
0: That's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But some of them have, like, really useful stuff, you know. So, you're just, like, giving the luck. So, that's kind of like the cornucopia, you know, where they keep all the weapons and food and whatnot. Um, And then, during during the day like in in battle royale they'll call out like oh quadrants so and so and so and so You like you have to get out of those quadrants so that keeps the kids uh, moving yeah. around because like yeah. at a certain time i think the i forget how but i think like the coll callers will shock them and kill them or something like that if they happen to be in this quadrants. Yeah. and so that's kind of like you know um like, the game makers can kind of control where you are on the board, and, you know, mm-hmm. especially in the in the second one, where the whole board is a clock, you know, there's certain, um, yeah. like, slices of it, or whatever, that, um, you know, during certain times of day are activated. Um, yeah, so, like, there's a lot of similarities. Um, this, I guess, it was controversial, like, I didn't, like, read anything, like, directly about that, but, like, just my opinion of it, it doesn't bother me, because like, she obviously drew inspiration from a lot of places and this is one of them. And like the whole story around it is completely different, you know. So like yeah. I, you know, I don't I don't mind that, that she drew inspiration from this.
1: Well, it's not it, she never said that she did, but fans notice the similarities and they're like, "Hey, well, I guess they wouldn't be fans if they were saying hey, but
0: I mean, there are a lot of similarities, but I just thought it was cool cuz like I really liked battle royale and I enjoyed like the whole kids fighting each other aspect Um, because there is something there's something so like you know like primitive about it and it really brings out different people's personalities because same in Battle Royale there were some kids that went just like crazy and started killing everyone and then okay. there was like a little group of girls that like went off by themselves and started kind of like playing house you know they they kind of holed up in a place and they were Aww. making meals for everybody and taking in injured people and like you know so same as you know, the, the people in the Hunger Games, you know, you've got the, the tributes that are, or the, whatever, the, what do they the call careers. them? The careers. Yeah, the careers, that's what yeah. I mean, that, that are just, like, going crazy like on everyone. Machines, yeah. Exactly, and then you've got the people that, like, are just really good hiders, you know, and then you've got people like Katniss that, like, do what they need to do, but they're not, like, out to kill everyone. Yeah, they're um, just trying to survive. Yeah, yeah, so I think, like, that situation kind of brings out, you know, different qualities in people, so... I don't know. I just thought it was effective, and I liked it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then, and of course, you know, and she does say that she was inspired by, um, you know, Greek mythology and things like that. And so, I mean, Battle Royale, I don't know what the inspirations for that would have been. Anyway, but then there's, like, the Hitler Youth, and, like, so there there are a lot of places to draw those ideas of children being put in battle or being forced to do to kill or to do a terrible thing. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, yeah, even, yeah, like today, like the, the child soldiers in Africa, like mm-hmm, that's a really exactly. disturbing, disturbing, you know, that, yeah, and it's, and yeah. it's real. Yeah. R- yeah. Real world. Um, so,
1: it's happening and to mench- people. Uh, yeah. Um, then you mentioned the cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and that's another allusion to, um, Greek, Well, not mythology, but... I mean, cornucopia is also called the Horn of Plenty. And, of course, that's the the symbol for Thanksgiving oftentimes is, you know, food kind of rolling out of, you know, this um, horn. Um, But it's, yeah, it's supposed to be a symbol of, like, nourishment and abundance. Yeah, which is
0: kind of, like, a delicious irony because it's, like, you know, the the source of... Like how you're gonna kill everyone in
1: the yeah, and hu- it's a, Hunger it, Games, it's like the yeah, opp- they're called the Hunger Games, the and opposite then then it's like this, of
0: what it's meant for. Yeah. This, like Thanksgiving
1: so, symbol that you know we today we associate it with like Thanksgiving symbol, but yeah, that it's this it's supposed to be a positive thing, oh yes. but it's like filled <laughs> with weapons and <laughs> things like that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but yeah, the uh, behind that it was um, Amalthea, which is the goat. Uh, nursemaid kind of to zeus and um and he accidentally broke off one of her horns and then and like food kind of came out of it um but but anyway yeah and amalthea was also the name of the unicorn in the last unicorn when she turned human oh okay (laughs) (laughs) little tidbits (laughs) um but anyway yeah so the symbolism of the cornucopia is very ironic in yeah. the Hunger Games. Um, and also Pan Am. Do you know um, the behind the behind of Pan Am I so, do not? Yeah, pa- yeah. Pan yeah circenses Am et or circuses. Sir <laughs> but I mean circuses. Anyway, um yeah Pan so is, is bread. Yes. Um, so so it's bread and games is what so that's Latin oh, okay. it's a Latin phrase. And that's where, um, Suzanne Collins got the name for Pan Am for the world that they live in, um, is, so Pan Am is, is bread. Um, and then, but then the full phrase that, the Latin phrase with that is bread and games. And so that is exactly the capital which is just, it's so interesting, you know, when you know that it's, yeah, bread and games, like food, food and entertainment, like that is what the capital is built on. And that's how Snow and the people before him, um, kept, kept the system going or kept, you know, the people in the, the capital um, docile and, uh, you know, drugged kind of, I guess. <laughs> like yeah. Food and entertainment and games and you know, frivolities and things. Yeah. Oh,
0: interesting. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of cool... And I'm sure... And there are books um, where people have written essays about um, the Hunger Games and themes and things. Yeah, there's just... There's so much in this... These stories that yeah that are really interesting when you kind of delve into it. So yeah, it's like Suzanne Collins is a genius. <laughs> How she wove all of these um, like subtle and and over you know just yeah. what a mixture of threads she, I know. she put together.
0: Respect Suzanne Collins.
1: Yeah,
0: awesome. Well, why don't we get into food? Because yes. although it is the Hunger Games, there is a surprising amount of food. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I wanted to mention. <laughs> I, I just have to get it out. It's not related to food, but just how awesome Katniss is. Oh, and yeah. Like nope. Her leg hair.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, it's not in the movies. <laughs> well, they do show when she's getting um, prepared for the first,
0: you know, her first yeah, book, like, uh, her, like Hunger Games. Her makeover. Yeah, <laughs> that makeover they, paint. like,
1: yeah. pull, like, they wax her legs or whatever. But in the book... I, like, I can't remember exactly where it is, but that it was so memorable to me, so all these years later, I'm, like, still remembering it, that she, she, like, says goodbye to her curly, dark brown
0: leg hair, and I'm like, yes! (laughs) Yes, Ain't nobody got time for shaving? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, there's, like, hard work to do in survival.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's no fashion or whatever in the districts. Yeah, it's just, like you said, it's just survival and, like provide she provides for her family and like all this and so there's no f- like i mean she's a woman she's a female but there's no um societal pressure of being feminine yeah. where she is mm-hmm. and so yeah so she's like why am i gonna shave my leg? like why would i take time to do that and what's the point like <laughs> and so that just stood out to me like a, a, the realness of it mm-hmm. it's like yeah, like leg hair. And she <laughs> and she was like kind of sad to see it go <laughs> like when they yeah, peeled it off of her. So that <laughs> Okay, food. I'll yeah, straight from leg hair to food. Yeah. Did you know that there uh, were Hunger Game and Catching Fire official chocolates? I, chocolate bars I for did each not. district. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how to say the company name, but it's V-O-S-G-E-S, Voskis, maybe. Um, So they actually created, uh, based on the the output of the districts, they created uh, inspired chocolate bars. And I actually ordered some off of eBay, like, a few years ago.
0: Oh, nice! (laughs) And,
1: like, tried each one. What do they They have for
0: the seafood district?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let me... (laughs) I can't remember, but let's see if I can find It's probably seaweed. Or no, just kidding. It was sea salt. I'm oh, okay. Sure that would make salt. more sense. I was picturing like shrimp. <laughs> yeah. And there was like chili flakes and sea salt and coffee grinds and things like that. Oh, that sounds delightful. Um, but that was just kind of a curious thing. I don't, I don't know if they have it for Mockingjay. Um, but anyway, I just happened to... <laughs> Food-wise, oh, but cool. not in the books. <laughs> All right, but yes. So food, should we go through, like, each book, I guess? I don't have... I have
0: some tabs, but... Um, yeah, we <laughs> can either do that, or we can kind of talk about, like...
1: It's like, memorable.
0: Like, yeah, memorable ones, or, um by location, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the best way to go through it is. Well, well, we, can, well we can Of course, the start. contrast, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, why don't we start in District 12, which um, is where Katniss is from, which is kind of like the Appalachian region.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, the map for the Hunger Games, I, let's, yeah, you're right. It's like, so it's cool that they filmed in North Carolina. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. And so, yeah... I think, like, they actually do say, like, Appalachians in the book, so we know that, mm-hmm. um, it's around, like, North Carolina, West Virginia, like, in the mountains, um, yeah, Yeah. which is interesting, because I think, I don't know if it's, like, the, the movie Jennifer Lawrence did right before this, but, like, the one I know her from is, oh my gosh, now I'm blinking on the name of it, um. I don't know. I'm forgetting the name, but <laughs> it takes place in the Appalachians, you know? So it's kind of kind of funny that she went from this, like, little indie movie to, um, you know, the Hunger Games, but it, like, takes place in the same place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. I'll have to go back and find the name. Um, but yeah, so the Appalachians, so she is a hunter, which is why she's so good with a bow. Um, so I oh, th- which
1: her name catnus is a plant but it's also um that same plant is also called arrowhead okay so which oh okay um, bow and I got, gotcha. sorry i didn't like make that a music. Yeah. <laughs> no sorry. but it's a real like you can have like um arrowhead chips those are like common in asia oh, okay can, like, Interesting. It, it's like a, a root vegetable um Oh, I did. But uh, pretty, a pretty flower as well. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of cool. Well, and then, of course, back to Greek mythology. Sorry, like, Winter's
0: Bone. That's the that's the movie I'm thinking of. But oh, it, okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, but Greek mythology, like that
1: idea of the female huntress is like right, Artemis. Right, yeah. Or Diana. Diana. Roman. Your, yeah. n- your namesake, yeah. But But yeah, very... I mean, she's also, she's a goddess of the hunt, but also the goddess of, like, fertility and stuff. But often we, um, well, the stories we hear of her, it's like that she, like, there was some dude who, like, saw her bathing, and she got, she was like, oh, here like, it was such a terrible thing, and so she turned him <clears throat> into a stag and hunted him. So, like, that's more like Katniss to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, not, not the, like, fertility and childbirth and stuff, but the yeah the the kind of like hardcore lady,
0: <laughs> yeah although like fertility and stuff does kind of play a piece in the plot, you know when they yeah that's when they at say the that end. she's pregnant, you know, and so that's what gets people oh, yeah, interested, interested in her and stuff yeah um
1: but at and then at the end of the book
0: she's yeah she a actually that's has still
1: kids, yeah, and then but a few times she's like, I'm never having kids like because the you know because of the Reality of the world they live in. Yeah, you don't want to bring them
0: into this horrible place. Um, Yeah, but anyway, like she is a hunter, so she hunts things around. um, So she hunts like squirrels, rabbits, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Turkey, turkeys. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So Um. things in the area, and then she uses them to trade. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and the, the... The hub. Right, yeah, and their little black market, so, yeah, she uses her skill to, um, you know, trade for other things they need.
1: Yeah, because, because, yeah, the father, her father is gone from a mining accident, and then her mom kind of, um, what would you say, like, was so affected by that. Yeah, that she, she was, like, catatonic. Yeah. Or whatever. And so, yeah, Katniss is the one to provide... Yeah. So she had that responsibility mm-hmm. thrust upon her. And yeah. then we've
0: got um, Prim who makes goat cheese. And, yeah. um, things like that. And, so, oh, yeah, we haven't really mentioned much about Prim, but I just wanted to say I really like her, too, because she's kind of yeah. a badass in her own right, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she's presented as this, like, sweet, soft, very shy character that needs protecting. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, she's very good with, like, medicine and that type of thing. And so... Yeah, and what, I feel
1: like she has wisdom. Like, she's yeah. observant and has mm-hmm. wisdom and
0: is But, like, she really steps up care, when it's so. her time, you know? So, ag- yeah. again, like, you know, these these situations kind of bring out either the mm-hmm. best or worst in people, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, so Prim makes her little goat cheeses wrapped in basil, which sounded and delightful. Worse. And especially yeah. when there's not a whole lot of good stuff to eat. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, Pita is a baker. So,
1: and, and yeah, I know, and the fact that he's named Pita, <laughs> yeah, Pita bread, P- e- 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 T- but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that came about. <laughs> His
0: name. Yeah, yeah, that's a little silly, but yeah. So he's yeah. a baker and he bakes nice breads, and then like turns out his talent is like you know cake decoration, which is how he keeps himself <laughs> because, alive. Yeah, he right.
1: often, I'm sure, they often <laughs> sold camouflage cakes. Right? Yeah, I'm
0: like, yeah, this seems a little like festive for come the, on, come on, <laughs>
1: camouflage. Sorry, that was from a. I think it was how it should have ended. <laughs> the video Anyway, yeah. (laughs) But I love the personality. Okay, so he's the boy with the bread. Mm -hmm. And, oh no, and she's the girl on fire, so they get like burnt bread from that. Anyway, no. (laughs) Baked bread. Baked bread. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, No, but like, so her personality and then his personality. Like, I I feel like bread is so much pita like, warm and soft and comforting. Yes. And, like, that is exactly what Katniss needs. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, bre- bread and games, like, those are the thing. like, the, the games become a part of her life, but also Peeta, the boy with the bread, becomes so integral to her life. Like, and I, I mean, I know there's, like, Team Gale, Team Peeta <laughs> has been that in the past, and it's, like, Peta all the way, like, that's her Her character type, her personality type, like she needs and and she shows that she needs him, yeah like, like they're when very she has those dreams complimentary like like, like she says
0: yeah. i mean she does even like straight in the book just says that like Gail is too similar to her, and they're pretty much yeah. the same person, and she needs somebody different than her,
1: yeah yeah, so i I love that um that symbolism with Brad. Like. right.
0: And, like, his other strength, besides, like, you know, painting himself into a swamp, <laughs> is, um, like, he's very strong, because he's used to picking yeah, up, like, giant sacks of, of flour and yeah. stuff, you know, so he can pick up, like, large objects. So he does have, like, an mm-hmm. active skill as well. <laughs> yeah. The benefits him in the games. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, let's
1: see. So they're, oh my god, like... Crazy, crazy amounts of specific food instances. Like, what is it at the Hob Like, Greasy say has like dog stew, or you know, like what? Oh, I don't yeah, remember what, that. Feels,
0: whatever. Seems like I should remember
1: that. <laughs> That's <sounds laughs> disgusting. Whatever they can get their hands on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the districts, each, each district, based on their geographical location, like they have certain <clears throat> types of foods. Um.
0: Excuse me. And Yeah, so District 12 is a particularly kind of bleak one, you know. Um, yeah. They don't have a whole lot there, and they're often going hungry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but that's why, like, Katniss's skills are so valued, because she can actually give meat to people, you know, from her hunting. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course, like, she's one of
1: the only hunters. Like, she and Gail... Um, they're the only ones that we know about, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember if they, because well, there's yeah, the fence it's, and they sneak out illegally. Right, and yeah, so, so it's a lot a of people illegal are hunting, afraid. so it's not like everybody's yeah.
0: doing it, yeah. And only-
1: even at the end, like, um, when District 12 is being bombed after the Quarter Quell fiasco happened, um, like, Gail said that as he was trying to get people out, like, so many people were afraid to go beyond the fence, like to go through the fence in order to get to safety. Yeah, but they, like, they we are went. not
0: supposed to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but even in this dire situation, yeah, like it was so, so ingrained
0: in them, so drilled into them. Yeah. yeah, and then they were all shot down. Like, yeah, uh, you need to no choose man. certain death or uncertain death. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, very good point. Yeah. So, so yeah, so so there's there there are there's creative food. And, um, in the districts, <laughs> I mean they kind of have to get creative with what they have um so right right next to me, I have the unofficial hunger games cookbook oh nice, um, and there are actually a few unofficial cookbooks, um but I think this one might be the the official by, the official unofficial cookbook yeah or or maybe the most like popular, popular um but it's by Emily and Sarah baines um and it's 100 it's one of those ones that's like wh- more than 150 recipes like inspired <laughs> by so there are some recipes that are directly mentioned in the book yeah uh, some that recipes are. for foods yeah and then some that are inspired by themes or um situate the uh, scenes etc nice. um but yeah so that's really cool but it's nice because she gives at the the top of each recipe she gives um a chapter the book and chapter that it was either taken from or inspired by so this is kind of a a good way to like go through the book okay yeah since you have like direct references yeah um yeah so like fearfully fried potatoes inspired from chapter four of the hunger games or um let's see uh, springtime soup, which is is or a, a, is mentioned in Catching Fire, a soup that tastes like springtime. Hmm. Um, yeah, so so that's pretty cool. So just that there are cookbooks out there. Yeah, and this one is nice because it does go because they're yeah, it's a trilogy, and I mean it's called the Hunger Games trilogy. <laughs> so there's a lot of food, <laughs> and there really is a lot of food on you know throughout the books, and so. I yeah. So this is not one of those times where I have like picked up
0: like oh, <laughs> put tabs yeah. on all of it.
1: Yeah, that would be like a wall of tabs. <laughs> so, like, but I do have some tabs in there. But yeah, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the great. I mean, the, I think some of the most memorable is, of course, in the capital. Yes. So be, the capital because of the feast. Yes, yeah. it's
0: like totally
1: lavish, and, and they indulgence. are having like
0: constant feasts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what? What's some of the memorable capital food?
1: Well, the first thing that springs to my mind right now is the
0: the throw up drink. Right? Oh God! Yeah. So, oh well, that's very like Roman too, right? Because, um, yeah, they used to do that in Roman times, like have these enormous feasts and then you mm-hmm. know purge and continue. So, um, yeah. Yeah, when, whenever we go to a buffet, don't we wish we had something No, no, this no we don't. Like, <laughs> no, that, I know. that just sounds terrible to me. Well, <laughs> because
1: of the idea of all that waste, too. Oh. Like, that's what totally struck Peta and Katniss. Yes, it's So horrible. they were at, this is in um, Catching Fire, and they were at one of, you know, one of the many, um, festivities or feasts, uh, thrown in the capital. And, um, so I'll, I'll just read a little bit, um. This is chapter six in *Catching Fire*. Um, Every table presents new temptations, and even on my restricted one-taste British regimen, I began filling up quickly. Uh, and then she talks about roasted bread and, with orange sauce, um, and then, but she makes Peter eat the remainder because she wants to keep tasting things. <laughs> uh, and she says, "The idea of throwing away food, as I see so many people doing so casually, is abhorrent to me." After about ten tables, I'm stuffed, and we've only sampled a small number of the dishes available. Um, and then Octavia, she comes up and says, why aren't you eating? And Katniss says, I have been, but I can't hold another bite. They laugh as if it's the silliest thing they've ever heard. No one lets that stop them, says Flavius. Flava, <laughs> Flavius. They, they lead us over to a table that holds tiny stemmed wine glasses filled with clear liquid. Drink this. Peta picks one up to take a sip, and they lose it. "'Not here!' shrieks Octavia. "'You have to do it in there,' she says Vania, pointing to doors that lead to the toilets. "'Or you'll get it all over the floor!' <laughs> "'You mean this will make me puke?' Peta asks. And then they, they just all laugh hysterically. "'Of course, so you can keep eating. "'I've been in there twice already. Everyone does it. "'Or how else would you have any fun at a feast?' Yeah, and so then says Katniss is Katniss is speechless, and then Peta puts the cup down and says, "Let's dance." Like t- you know, to yeah, that situation. no, we're not but doing yeah, that. <laughs> I know, isn't that something? Like, yes, just that's like the uh, the epic example of the um, indulgence. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah of capital it's just like obscene and they don't even think anything of it yeah yeah because it's just part of their normal life yeah Mm -hmm.
1: like it's totally they're totally like drugged with yeah it's like that's how snow keeps just keeps them that way is you know is that they're like drugged with these these ideas of entertainment and and yeah overindulgence and yeah which is itself also a, very <laughs> much a comment on society or you know a- aspects of society yeah but yeah in the in the film uh it was they were actually it was really pretty it was like these very thin little um like tall wine glasses with like like little champagne glasses kind of mm-hmm. um and then it was like a pink like a sparkly yeah they did make it like a color yeah so it looks
0: very like pretty and elegant but it's just a very ugly thing
1: i know yeah Yeah. but but you could totally like recreate that with like the edible pearl dust and maybe like yeah some kind of sweet i meant like make it like really sweet liquid like using a flavored syrup or something and a little pink tint anyway i'm like i'm like it's so terrible but i'm like imagine like, how oh, to create how you can make
0: it for a party <laughs> a little bit of it, the yeah the irony so. <laughs> yeah
1: anyway Whoa. yes and so but she often it's like she abhors the that idea in in the capital um of of overindulgence while she knows that her district, and the other districts are starving. But, I mean, she's human, and she needs to eat, and so there are several times where she's like, okay, I can't take it anymore, I have to eat something, and she, like, yeah, it's like soups, and often, I think, it seems like she often goes for the soup, that, um, at least a few times, Mm -hmm. there are some scenes where she, like, that's what she goes for and what appeals to her yeah Um, like there's a pumpkin
0: soup in particular um yeah yeah, which is what I made for my recipe but it sounded really nice like you know she wasn't going to eat anything but she comes to this table and sees all kinds of soups and there's one that like drew her attention which was like a creamy pumpkin soup Mm -hmm. with um like slivered I don't know if it says almonds or nuts but slivered almonds and some black seeds yeah so that's the description we get which sounded delightful to me so good choice Katniss
1: should do you, do you just want to go ahead and tell us about it? Like
0: Well, we the, can do that when we get into recipes. Like, okay, yeah, okay. we can talk yeah, a little bit more about <laughs> like food in general before yeah. we get there. Um well let's see. So like when they're actually in the games, they have to find mm-hmm. things to eat. Um, yeah, oh, and that instantly
1: makes me think of Rue.
0: Yes. Poor Rue. <laughs> so Roo, Yeah,
1: that scene that of course, I well I think for Everybody, <laughs> like, yeah, like that scene was so moving. Yeah, well, just everything was real. So yeah, yeah,
0: so Katniss has like shot a couple birds and like um, you know, takes Rue as her little friend and ally in the game and shares um, you know, Rue's really hungry because she hasn't been able to you know find anything to eat since they've been in there. So Katniss shares her her bird with her.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love how to so their little meals that they share. Yeah, that they bring, they each bring something to the invisible table
0: also in the um in the first hunger games we get these berries yes yeah so these berries are like not only a food but they play the part in several deaths and like the overall conclusion of the games Mm -hmm. so yeah they're collecting these berries not knowing that they're poisoned so. Yeah, and then poor Fox. Poor face. fox Foxface. I had grown fond of her. Um, yeah, she was so clever. I mean, yeah, like, really. So she ate the yeah, berries. I wonder what and... would have happened
1: at the end if she was still?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Why? the dog? The dog mutts mutations. Oh my gosh! Okay, so I jumped in the movie theater like when when they first appeared. Well, they like one like jump literally jumped out of the bushes and <laughs> like but i knew it was coming because i read the books right but in the yeah. books that scene with them in the books because they're described as like having the human eyes like of the tributes who had died like it's katniss yeah they like totally freak her out because of their eyes because they're human yeah. eyes and she recognizes them as
0: belonging to the tributes Although that was the part I didn't like that much, because like it describes it, but like I really can't see how like she would tell. (laughs) yeah <laughs> these like vicious dogs have the eyes of the like, people that but, like you know whatever yeah so yeah but, i mean but i like I, I the like twistedness ha- of the cow oh yeah it's messed and, up like they, they're they not just that. messing with you physically they're messing with you psychologically you know yeah yeah so i mean i, d- I did like so that scene was i like the concept i just don't see how yeah. it would work and i'm, gl- I'm glad i didn't of the, try like, to scary, do stand out scary <laughs> scenes for me yeah, so, the like, the first Hunger Games, they're in kind of, like, a, um, like, a wood setting. And so, in mm-hmm. the, the second one, they're, like, on a beach with the jungle. And so, they yeah. had plenty of water, but it was salt water. Yeah, so okay. they didn't have any fresh water to drink, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they also had um, fish to eat and, like, you know, mm-hmm. Finnick in particular, since he, you know, um, has his trident and everything. He was a good fish fishermen and mm-hmm. caught stuff for them to eat and then I think they also <laughs> were eating like the acorns um, cause they were using the acorns to toss against the force field to you know so they wouldn't run into it by accident so they were kind of walking along the edge and mm-hmm. using those but they would get like fried and so they would eat them <laughs> so yeah so for- force field cooked acorns yes yeah. that, that's a good dish from the Hunger games
1: Oh, which reminds me, when you mentioned Finnick. Um, there's his and Annie's uh, wedding. Well, I wouldn't say feast, but when they got married, that's in Mockingjay. Um, they're when they're in District thirteen. Um, so, but because District thirteen was so strictly rationed, and you know, it's a military compound basically, and so there is no pleasure in food there. Um, but for the the wedding, um, because Plutarch wanted to make it a, into a, like a propaganda piece, a, a propos, um, and he's from the capital, and so there was like this <laughs> kind of battle between President Coyne and her strictness, you know, and then he, he wanted to have kind of a more decadent you know, occasion, mm-hmm. and so, but they finally, they compromised, like, there was, um, but the book, it mentions that they had apple cider, like, toast, um, no, just kidding, <laughs> not to, <laughs> I'm, like, looking, I'm, like, glancing over the chapter in the book, a toast with apple cider. <laughs>
0: <laughs> apple cider and toast. <laughs>
1: yeah, <absolutely>. yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so for their special drink, they had apple cider. Um, but then there was this, uh, and you had talked about Peta um, before and his uh, incredible <laughs> um, decorating, decorating skills. skills. Yeah. yeah, and so he, it, Katniss finds out that Peta decorates this incredible uh, wedding cake for for Finnick and Annie. Um, and of course, this is she's kind of surprised by it because you know he. He was still kind of in the throes of the Tracker Jacker venom and what, you know, the, the torture and brainwashing that the Capitol had done with him, mm-hmm. done to him. Um, but but Hamish tells her that the cake decorating was is, was kind of a therapy for PETA, um, you know, something for him to focus on. Uh, but yeah, the, he makes... A, a dazzling creation with blue green white tipped icing waves swimming with fish and sailboats, seals and sea flowers. Yeah, so oh. Like it's just isn't really incredible. And she says as surely as the embroidery stitches in Annie's gown were done by Cinna's hand, the frosted flowers on the cake were done by Petas. So so she, um, Katniss had let Annie borrow one of her old um like tour dresses that Cinna had made. Um and then, but yeah, it's like that signature, she could see that signature, like, pita style. Yeah. In the cake, so. The touch. Yeah. So there's that really special cake. Nice. Um, at some point, w- weren't there, um, like, crackers that had the jay emblem on them? That, um. Yeah, Ka- I don't. Katniss and Gail encounter some people when they were, like, out in the woods, and they found this little hut.
0: Okay, little hut. yeah, I didn't remember that specifically, although I did come across that when I was, like, looking at recipes, so I'm sure it's a thing. Yeah, um, so, so yeah, so
1: I don't remember seeing it in the films, um, so this is, like, the vague memory from when I read the books. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, but it was kind of a, a way to show that you were part of the rebellion was, like, even yeah. just a little stamp on on some crackers, like on some food, just so wherever that symbol is, you know.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I thought it was even the idea of the mocking jays is really cool. Like when you when you think about it. Um, and of course in the movie um, they took out the character of the the mayor's daughter. Um oh and I forgot her name. Maybe this was an M Madge Yeah. Right. Uh, So Madge is the one that gave Katniss the Mockingjay pin. Uh, Not she didn't. But in the movies, it shows that that Katniss found it at the Hob. Um, But it had been in Madge's family for generations, and she gave it to Katniss. Um, But anyway, but she she said she explains later. um, Katniss says. Even my pin now. Mockingjays are all the rage in the capital, thanks to you. She's talking to Madge. Are you sure you don't want it back? Don't be silly. It was a gift, said Madge. Uh, She tied back her hair in a festive gold ribbon. And, of course, the gold, like Mm -hmm. I've talked about, is meaningful. Uh, Where did you get it, anyway? It was my aunt's, but I think it's been in the family a long time. It's a funny choice, a mockingjay, Katniss said. I mean, because of what happened in the rebellion, with the jabberjays backfiring on the capital and all. And then they explain. So it's so cool, though. Um, so the Jabberjays were um, mutations or mutations um, genetically enhanced birds that were supposed to be spy weapons for the capital, so that they could overhear the plans of the rebellion and then report back to the capital. Um, and they were all male birds. Um, but then the rebellion discovered the the Jabberjays and what they were being used for. So they would send false messages to the capital, and then the capital had to, um, they just dropped the Jabberjay plan, and so the Jabberjays just, like, died out in the wild, but not before mating with female mockingbirds. And so that's how the mockingjays came to be. Um, and let's see, in a few years, they became extinct in the wild, but not before they had mated with female mockingbirds, creating an entirely new species. Uh, but mocking jays were never a weapon," said Madge. "They—they're just songbirds, right?" "Yeah, I guess so," uh, Katniss said. Um, and then she was thinking, "It's n- not true. A mocking bird is just a songbird. A mocking jay is a creature the capital never intended to exist. They hadn't counted on the highly controlled Jabberjay having the brains to adapt to the wild, to pass its genetic code, to, th- to thrive in a new form. They hadn't anticipated its will to live." And so, like, I just thought that was really cool that, that kind of explanation for why the why Katniss is considered the Mockingjay. Yeah, it's like and the
0: per- the perfect parallel. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's like something that the Capitol thought they had control over, and then it turned out that they, yeah, they totally did not have control, and they didn't intend for the rebellion or for katniss you know what she represented to exist and it just got out of their hands and yeah so i thought that was so that's kind of a cool look into why that symbol but yeah even the symbol made it onto food
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah which is a good way and and again subtle Mm -hmm. and easily destroyable too exactly yeah, yeah so that you know you won't get caught with this thing
1: Yes, so if you want to be subversive, do it
0: with food. Right, make some them <laughs> crackers. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing I remember is a couple times they mentioned this stew of, like, lamb and apricots. Oh, plum. Yeah. Oh, plums. Okay, that, yeah, I, never mind. I think yeah. many
1: people online have done um, that recipe. Yeah, and that part.
0: sounded really good because it sounded, yeah. like, kind of vaguely Middle Eastern, you know. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I think... I forget the first time she eats it but then she finds it like canned, you know, cuz when they're when they're moving through the um the capital and and stuff and like through people's houses and trying to find food, they find some like cans of the stew and she's happy about that mm. cuz she likes it. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Oh my gosh, and that reminds me of another the the other really scary scene for me when I was reading the books was the the lizard mutations. When they're like under the Capitol. Oh. yeah. And I don't know, like
0: the trailer
1: for Mockingjay Part Two. Sorry, like, the
0: third the third book's a little fuzzy for me because I read it a long time ago and I didn't watch the movie, so I'm like, well, yeah. well, no, like
1: the, it just stands out to me in my yeah. memory because it was a scary scene to me. Um, but the it'll appear in this new movie in the next movie that comes ah, out. Okay. Um, but the trailer—that's that, not how I envision them being. But you know, it, it, so in my mind, reading the book, it was like much more—I don't know—more like sneaky lizardy. Ugh. And- yeah, the capital. I'm like, how do people how do people live there? Like be feel safe there with all of these like booby traps and stuff? I right. mean, of course those weren't probably weren't there when but It sounds it was like just regular capitalness, but like
0: New York City with crocodiles and the sewer system yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, there were alligators. Other, yeah.
1: Yeah, there were like other when they were above ground in the Capitol, Like you said when they were like finding the like canned goods and stuff in the in the abandoned apartments and and it's like but there were just these traps that i mean i imagine i mean the way it was written i, I, I just imagined that it, they were all had always been there yeah i
0: think and it's i like, think you're right it's like like it's like oh my gosh the, con- the contrast is really effective because like on the surface it's like this happy place where you know people are ridiculous and have plenty of stuff but like just under the surface. It's like yeah. really, really messed up. Yeah. And
1: I wonder if people are as vaguely aware, but they just push it aside. Like they just. Yeah,
0: put on this like crazy smile and just pretend it's not there. I I think they're like even more ridiculous because they're overcompensating. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because like they they know something's wrong, but they just choose to ignore it. Which Mm -hmm. is, you know, commentary on society. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, uh, you mentioned the the lamb and plum uh, stew. Uh, and then that reminded me. So there, so we'll put some links to, um, because there are a lot of sites that have done Hunger Games inspired foods. So we'll try to gather up a few. Yeah, yeah. And, and put some links.
0: Because um, a lot of people have done like a really great job, yeah. like you know recreating this stuff. And yeah, there's some yeah. delicious looking stuff out there. So we'll do yeah, like a link roundup.
1: Yeah, and um, some of the other because thinking about, rest, like, what, what I wanted to make, um, I like, so I've made, uh, the goat cheese in the past, uh, and then I made cheese buns for Catching Fire, um, and so I did something for Mockingjay this time, but, um, like, raspberry soup is mentioned in the book. Oh, that's right, it is. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we did that for, um, Boys Over Flowers episode. Shinwa, yeah, uh, um, and then mushroom soup, soup? soup is mentioned, and, um, we did that, for or I did that for the David the Gnome little collaboration we did. <laughs> um, and then parsnip soup is mentioned, uh, and that reminded me of the Rapunzel soup. Right. And, and I
0: actually made your Rapunzel soup, and it was delicious. So, nice. yeah, par- parsnip and hazelnut soup. Yeah.
1: Um, and then pea soup is mentioned, and haven't you, isn't that what you made That's what I made for
0: the- um, The turtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1001 Arabian Nights. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool that, like all
1: many of the foods mentioned, yeah uh, like have popped we we've up kind another, of done yeah for places. for other things um so, so maybe we'll kind of gather them up and and post those um because those would be great for a hunger games um feast, yeah, yeah definitely. um yeah uh so some something else um that I wanted to mention. Um, before I forget, it's it's not food related, but um, Peta, in the very beginning, he, before like the night before the first Hunger Game, he says that he does not want the capital to change him, like he wants to stay true to himself, and, and yeah, he like he s- specifically says he does not want to let the Capitol change him. And then, of course, so as I was rewatching that scene in the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, but they totally did. Like, what foreshadowing? I didn't realize it until now that that was such foreshadowing.
0: Yeah. Because it, then we know yeah, what Yeah, good happens. point,
1: yeah. Cause... Yeah, so I thought that was kind of amazing amazing, uh, you know, circle that um, Suzanne Collins wrote in like all these years later and I finally get it like <laughs> that foreshadowing because yeah Pita is like crazily, ridiculously changed by the Capitol because of the you know, what he went through with the tracker tracker venom and, and everything. Like they and they used him oh my gosh, like poor PETA from that from that comment and then what, just like a year or so later, he was completely changed by the Capitol. Yeah. So anyway, that was just something that i <laughs> had noticed. Um and then back to Finnick and Annie. Um like we know they have it's kind of alluded and you know Finnick kind of explains it. Um their past together. Um but we you know we know that they are wonderfully in love. Um, but their mainstay Mainstay Productions, Mainstay Pro, um they created a series of short films that you can view on YouTube and we'll put a link. Um, but it's like the background or the before story of Finnick and Annie and it's really, really good. Oh, neat. Yeah. So it kind of gives more, uh, insight into their characters and their, their feelings for each other. And yeah. And their experiences in the games, but it's like what it's, it's in district four, like their interactions together, um, at home. So, so yeah, we'll put a link for that. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So the sorry, the, like off the tangent of food, but I just wanted to <laughs> kind of get those things. in. Yeah, there. let's
0: not forget that because yeah. that sounds interesting. So why don't we get into recipes? Yeah. So what um,
1: did
0: you what did you end up making? So I ended up making uh, the ham and potato
1: hash that uh, Tigress or t- Tigress um, that she makes for uh, the. So, who, who's left? It's, like, uh, Gale, Katniss, Peeta, and it's, like, the remnants of that team. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and so, Tigris, she is a member of the capital, um, but she's part of the rebellion, and she she's... So, um, Tigris is the Latin word for tiger, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she, she was actually deemed too modified by the capital, by President Snow. Like she used to be a designer for the Hunger Games like Cinna, um, but she was fired because she had altered herself too much to resemble a tiger. And she actually acts she's, just, she's like a mama cat basically to <laughs> to this little um rebellion group that, that ends up at her place. Um and so she uh she sells fuzzy underwear in her shop <laughs> for free underwear. Um, well, at first, I was gonna make the fig cookies. She gives them liver pate. I wasn't gonna touch that, but the fig but fig cookies. But then I remembered I don't do figs because why? Not? <laughs> all because of a lesson in biology class years ago <laughs> that talked about how figs are made up of wasps. <laughs> what? Well, so there's like an urban legend or whatever it's like our like figs are full of baby wasps, but that's not it like it's one of those symbiotic relationships in nature. so uh-huh. figs wouldn't exist with without these um fig wasps and vice versa and so yeah, so pretty much every fig you have will have at least one like wasp bit like it'll it basically it's gonna have wasp bits in it
0: um i had wow i've never heard of this i'm mean, to have to do some research yeah so i'll i mean i'll put a link to it just because this is not but, put, this is not putting me off figs by
1: the way i'm like more, okay it's more intrigued. Intrigued. I'm like <laughs> i mean they, the, the 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 bodies are like dissolved or whatever inside right. the the fig you know but but still Oh wow. Thanks yeah, for the but science it's buttons. yeah, it's like mu- mutualism or like the symbiotic relationship in nature. That I mean it like pretty much all of our produce has bits in it, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so
1: so I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go for the figs. But um but but Tigris also um provides them with uh let me see if I can find it. Uh the wonderful smell of frying meat fills the air. Tigris has prepared us a hash of chopped ham and potatoes it's the first hot food we've had in days. And as I wait for her to fill my plate, I'm in danger of actually drooling. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, that sounds so, great. So, that was very, yeah. So, Katniss is like all about this hash. And that's, and I love, I mean, so Tigris, she's a, a capital citizen. Um, but she is giving them something very simple, but it's kind of. I mean, so like, yeah, growing up on the farm in Virginia, like, that's kind of maybe the area, you know, like we were saying where Katniss is from, um, or more like West Virginia or whatever. But it's kind of like hash, potato and a ham hash is kind of like a Southern or like Appalachian, you know, like that kind right. of Right. Yeah. So it's almost meal. like
0: food from home for her. So it's, yeah. like,
1: yeah. So like very comforting and, and very, but very filling, like potatoes and meat and, you know, very so very good for. <laughs> you know what well yeah money, still you know, very practical you know yeah yeah it's
0: not like silly frivolous capital food you exactly know?
1: Yeah. yeah so it's so it's she's like that what a thoughtful meal i mean you know we don't know any of the like oh she was in the kitchen thinking this but i mean right just the, the so just the what the meal is i think is very you know telling but of course she does give like pat liver pate the other the other day before. But anyway uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's what I mean. Well and liver noticed, pate,
0: like I mean it's still I mean probably it's probably like, just it's had like, it in a can or something. Well it's like quote fancy, but it's also very like like practical and nourishing, you know, so yeah it would still be, you know, a good choice. <laughs> yeah, it's because it,
1: it's because it has the word pate with, you know, those little symbols above above the A and E. We're <laughs> like, oh ta ta but <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. it's excellent. you can it yeah <laughs> um yeah, so so that's what I made, and it, it was really nice and it it did remind me of um like a meal when i so fried potatoes they always remind me of my childhood on the farm uh because I would often have um well spuds like we would just like fried spuds yeah and, and salsa i would eat them with like homemade salsa oh neat yeah and so this meal it's like i mean of course i didn't have it with yeah. salsa but like that would be a really good pairing all right that's straight up farm <laughs> um, food nice yeah so so that's what i made um and then actually so i mentioned that i have the hunger Ga- the unofficial hunger games cookbook um and thanksgiving is coming up so the the last um i think it was last thanksgiving um i made a recipe in here but this is one that is just inspired by uh catching fire but it's a, a stuffed turkey breast um there's like monterey jack cheese bacon and green chili stuffed turkey breast yeah <laughs> but but there were like they did have turkey
0: meat
1: <laughs> in, in the books <laughs> that's yeah. right yeah but, but yeah, anyway, She's so tricky. that's, so we'll put a, I'll put a link to that recipe because it was, oh my gosh, like my family, I shared it with my family. Uh, we were visiting my folks and, um, and uncle came, came down and everything. And so there was many people around the table and they're all like, oh my gosh, it's so good. We need the <laughs> recipe. So, <laughs> so that, so that's a really good recipe, um, inspired by the Hunger Games. Um, but I'll, I'll post the link. I kind nice. of changed it a little bit from what's in the book. Um, but anyway, Yes, And then, as I mentioned, like, I, I've made the goat cheese and the um, cheese buns. Yeah. Which, buns are different than biscuits. A, a lot of the recipes you'll find online for PETA's cheese buns are actually biscuits. But buns rise with yeast. Yeah,
0: yeah. Buns are, like, so, fluffier and biscuits are, like, more yeah. dense. And, and biscuits are, like, a quick bread, like you said. And, yeah, buns are yeast yeah. bread.
1: So there's... so the fact that pita is giving like cheese buns yeah that takes more time and he knows that they're katniss's favorites and so like he takes the time to make them and give it because you know, it takes like an hour to rise and sometimes there are two risings and you know so anyway so i think that the fact that they're buns kind of makes yeah more, it's
0: like more of a process <laughs> and like yeah, a little bit more it's te- more telling about yeah more special yeah yeah <laughs> anyway
1: yes so i totally want to hear about your recipe
0: Okay, sure. Um, well, my, I wanted to make the goat cheese. Like, I was excited about this. And so I did a little research into it, and then I talked to you about it, because you've made homemade goat cheese. Um, yeah, so we'll definitely link to that, because it seems like not that complicated, you know? Like, you can make goat cheese in your home. If you are able to find the goat milk... Find goat milk, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, which I guess that's the hardest part of this recipe, because I went to two different grocery stores, and they did not have it, so I was like, I'm kind of surprised, because that's an alternative... Um... Well, I was really surprised. Like, I first tried at Whole Foods, and they have everything, you know? So, um, yeah, but they did... Either they didn't have it, or I was just, like, not finding it. But I looked for a while, and I didn't see it, so, yeah. um, But you
1: can... you can Some of the recipes online for, like, Prim's based on goat cheese, they mm -hmm. actually just... Start with store-bought goat cheese. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you can so,
0: obviously buy goat cheese, yeah, and then also like cheating, but... I found goat goat milk kefir, which is like that like yo- oh, yogurt yeah. drink, and you Keep can also that. make um, yeah goat cheese out of that. Gotcha. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you could go there, but I was like, eh, whatever, I'm done with this. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> So, instead, um, I made pumpkin soup, because, like, yeah, that was my other alternative, because, mm-hmm. man, I feel like I make so many soups for this podcast, because, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> soups in fiction. And as we mentioned, you know, there's another handful of soups that not only the, do they mention in the Hunger Games, but we've already made for other... <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, things, yeah. yeah. When you mention there's so many soups in fiction, it totally reminds me of um, The Tale of Despero by Kate Camillo. Oh. Like, it's all about soup. <laughs>
0: Oh okay, I haven't read that. I mean, yeah, or still seen it. it. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, soup, soup. So pumpkin soup, and it just sounded yeah. perfect because uh, you know, as we mentioned, we're recording on Halloween, and mm. um, I haven't actually like made too much pumpkin stuff this year. Like normally, I go pumpkin crazy like as soon as fall hits. Like it's even late, late <laughs> August, Now I'm like, pumpkin yeah.
1: crazy. I just see it. Like, I know. I'm like, so oh, music yeah. starts playing, and like little pumpkins <laughs> falling from the sky. <laughs>
0: And that's basically what it's like. You know, I've been calling it like, oh, Pumpkin Fest two thousand eleven. Pumpkin <laughs> Th- Fest two thousand twelve. Nice. Yeah. And like I go you know, I love it all. I love, you know, acorn squash, spaghetti squash, butternut squash. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm all about it. But this year, like I think I've just had, like, kind of a fatigue from previous years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think I made spaghetti squash once. But now that it's, like, Halloween, I was like, what have I been doing all month? I haven't done, (laughs) like, pumpkin anything. Who am I? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Exactly. (laughs) I I swore the Hunger Games weren't going to change me. But, yeah, so, um, but anyway, so I decided to make pumpkin soup. You know, this month is not going to pass without me making pumpkin something. So, I saw, you know, lots of recipes online, and um, most people have interpreted the black seeds as poppy seeds, which, Mm. you know, is you know, a very good interpretation, because that makes a lot of sense.
1: For the, ca- yeah, where the capital is concerned, because it's, like, what, an opiate kind of, like, it's a, oh, <laughs> right. poppy seeds yeah. are a drug in themselves.
0: Well, I was just thinking of it as a common thing, but, like, yeah. y- like yes, that also- Did you do black
1: sesame seeds?
0: No, I did not. That- oh, okay,
1: see, that's what I think of. <laughs> yeah, see, that,
0: that would be the second thing, but, like, I went to a... Less likely but still possible interpretation, mm-hmm. which my favorite black seeds to use in cooking are um, oh. nigella seeds. Uh, um, I was going
1: to be like peppercorns.
0: Already. Oh no, yeah,
1: <laughs> but, yeah. But nigella so that's seeds. another okay. one. Yeah, so, or even chia seeds,
0: right? Oh yeah, kind of, yeah. Chia seeds yeah, are black yeah. seeds, yeah. but that would kind of make your soup gummy. So yeah, uh, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I if haven't I'd,
1: done much with those. So. I'd go okay. that way, but, but nigella uh, seeds. Yeah, cool. nigella
0: seeds, which are also called onion seeds. Well, actually, I'm not uh, sure. I'm not 100% sure if they're the same thing, but I use them interchangeably in recipes. <laughs> they have a similar flavor if they're not the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, or kalonji you'll see in Indian recipes, or black seed is called in Arabic recipes. So I, it's called a lot of different things. But, like, I like to use it in, in dishes. It does have kind of, like, an onion flavor. Mm-hmm. And I like um, when people use... Garnishes as a way to tell you What's in the dish Mm. You know so like Mm -hmm. I I used You know the black seeds not only as a garnish But like as part of the flavoring And also the almonds like I put some almond meal In my soup to kind of thicken it up A little bit and so you know, like with many things, I went with like a uh, you know Indian interpretation because I have this spice cabinet full of spices, mm-hmm. and so I have cabinets to... of spices. Yeah, but I felt like you know when you open
1: it, like it sparkles.
0: Exactly, it's like Aladdin's <laughs> cave. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so I can't like not go near it when I'm cooking. Um, but I figured you know it probably made sense for the capital because it's probably the the only place that you can get like spices. You know, because it's probably mm-hmm. like a, a luxury or whatever, you know, so it made sense to me. So I did kind of, like, a, um, like, Bengali-style pumpkin soup. Mm -hmm. So I used, um, yeah, um, like, you know, they use a lot of, like, seeds and stuff, and they're cooking, like, the five-spice, Indian five-spice powder is made up of, oh my gosh, let me see if I can remember, um, which is, like, the black seeds, mustard seeds, cumin seeds, um greek seeds and um, fennel seeds. Mm-hmm. So I used a little bit of each of those, and then just did like onion, garlic, ginger, and um, pumpkin. And then I made it creamy with coconut milk.
1: Oh, yeah! Nice. So it has really
0: nice flavor. And also threw like in some turmeric and a little chili just to give it some heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put um, curry leaves, which gives it this like. Je ne sais quoi, like it gives it like a wow, that a, sounds so yeah, adorable. like it gives it this like fra- a cacophony. Of yeah, like the curry leaves I love, because ne- I've never had anything like them, and so like whenever I'm eating anything flavored with that, like you just. It's one of those things that, like, you're not sure what it is, so you keep taking a bite to, like, kind of try to figure it out. I feel like that's what Katniss would do. Yeah. Like, Like, what's in this? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, my, my soup turned out delicious, and, like, I'm really happy with it because I've made many... Pumpkin soups in the past, you know. I've got like a pumpkin cheese soup I make, and then like something else. Um, but this one turned out delicious, and I'm really happy with it. So, I'm definitely, I will definitely make it again. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's like a creamy pumpkin soup, and then of course, garnished with the um, you know, slivered nuts and black seeds, like she describes in the book. Oh,
1: that sounds, I can't wait to see pictures of it. Yeah, (laughs)
0: it's.
1: Oh, right. oh, and yeah, I totally forgot. So when you were mentioning um, at the quarter quell, the food that they ate, mm-hmm. um, the fish, but then also it, um, oysters and Peter got the right, pearl, right,
0: right, right. which and, and was he gives... a very
1: important item for Katniss later mm-hmm. on. I'm like, ah, how can I forget that? <laughs> yeah. So oysters, if you're having a party.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oysters are the best. Make sure they're mm-hmm. fresh. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Like I'm not
0: into that, but yeah,
1: growing up, like my mom her side of the family, they're um, or my my mom and then her mom. Uh, anyway, they're from Baltimore.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And
1: so yeah, whenever like her brothers would come visit us, they would bring like fresh like a cooler of fresh oysters, and then they would like go outside and just like <laughs> like slurp. Oh the yeah, together and like.
0: Ugh. No, see, yeah, like but, that's how my family yeah. is too. Cause like my my dad's mom's side of the family is from like eastern north carolina Mm -hmm. so yeah they're big into like seafood and stuff and like if we went to thanksgiving at their house they'd have like an oyster shucking outside and yeah Mm -hmm. it was great and so like i've eaten them ever since i was a kid so it never felt weird to me that like this is a raw slimy thing that like (laughs) a lot of people consider gross like it was just normal so I, i i always liked it But I was curious,
1: because, like, he found this big old pearl in the oyster, but isn't everything fabricated by the, by the capital, like, by the game makers? Anyway, so it's like, how did that oyster, like, the big oyster, like, the big oyster, pearl, (laughs) like, so that's kind of a curiosity. Well, I
0: mean, they, you know, they fabricate everything, but then it kind of just goes to itself, you know, so, like. Yeah, so I, so that makes me
1: wonder about like how long that arena was there, or if it was built around an existing place. Or... Probably that's
0: how I always imagined it. How did like
1: to pick the one oyster that had like a, a substantial pearl in it. Well, you know,
0: like <laughs> I, I feel like everything is fabricated, but they pick like an existing location, so they've yeah. already they've already got like a head start because it's not like they're complete. You know, it's not like there's purple trees everywhere and whatever. Like the the locations yeah. are like somewhat realistic, you know, and then. um...
1: So, so like, that just kind of made, like, a curiosity. Yeah, I feel like they pick they the a
0: place kinda. and they go from there. So, like, I didn't really yeah. question that too much. But, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, good point. Oyster and Pearl. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess we're ready to wrap up. Um, We'll post recipes, which we have lots of this, this episode, um, as well as links to anything we talked about at our website, fictionkitchenpodcast.com.
1: Yep, and you can find us on all the social medias. On Twitter, we are at FKPod. And then Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. We are Fiction Kitchen Podcast. All right, thanks so much for listening. Okay, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> yeah, Caesar Flickerman is my favorite. <laughs>